Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. follow me Stop what you're doing and please sit down There comes a time when we're all in this position Don't turn away baby please you have to listen You can't keep talking on my heart I've turned around and I've seen that things are different I don't know what, but baby, I can feel it I don't expect you to understand But please don't give me those eyes Cause it's been coming for a while
everyone. That was Nigel Passy single, Please Sit Down. Hi, Greg, and hi, Carl. How are you guys doing this week? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Nicole. Good. Good. Well, um, fun fact about Nigel, he is our latest Bantuango campaign artist. Um, so he is on the Bantuango website right, right now raising funds to get more music out to his fans in the UK. Finally, yeah, he's out of the UK. And uh, let's talk about our new thing we're doing. It's so exciting. Um, we came up with this idea last week, and we were able to actually get it done, which is kind of fun. But we are going to be implementing a question of the week segment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's going to be the question of the week. Okay, go ahead. So <laughs> entertaining. I know. Very entertaining. Uh, and what we're doing is we are having artists and industry experts from around the country and globe give us their input to weekly questions that we're going to have up on our page. Um, this week's question, which is kind of fun, is what has been the biggest... Wait, 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 sorry. It's this week's what? Question of the week. What was the question? And this week's question um, was, what has been your biggest challenge so far in your music career? And what it's a cool thing we do is we send out, we have people, artists and whoever, like, you know, actually call in and, and give us their answers. So since we just played Nigel's tune, let's hear what Nigel had to say about that, because we asked Nigel the question. Okay? Sounds good. So I think the biggest challenge I've faced is the, the feeling of getting nowhere. When you've been doing this 10, 12, 15 years, songwriting, performing shows, you know, you're always trying to make yourself better. And you feel, sort of, I mean, for me personally, you feel like you're getting nowhere. And then a band pops up, they've been on the scene five minutes and there, boom, the next big thing. And I think that's sometimes the hardest part to accept. It's knowing that, am I doing enough? Have I, have I worked hard enough? Like, how come they've been doing it? two months and they're already big and I've been doing it, you know, X amount of years and feel like you're getting nowhere. I think that's the real issue is finding that fight to go, here we go then, let's do it again. That's me personally. So that's Nigel. So what do you, what do you think of that, Greg? Oh, I think, um, I hate to be contrarian, but I think that, um, I mean, I, I think that's a very, a common thing for creative people that are engaged in these endeavors to, you know, feel as if they're just beating their head against the world. Uh, I understand that completely, but I think for the most part, in did you just career, make a nice, a nice little Freudian? Did you mean beating your head against the wall, but then you kind of added the world? And no, that's been my thing recently is oh, wow. you, beating your head against the world, which, you know, I cool. did for, a number of years, but no, I, I, I think that time, I think time is kind of a false construct, uh, particularly if, um, if you're involved in something creative, uh, and I think that you just do it. And I realize that when you set expectations for your career, business expectations, and you know, you, you have to get through your life, um, but by the same token, I think that uh, you should just focus on the work. Um, and Yeah, but, you know, that, that, that's all well and good. But being an artist myself, it's frustrating. I'm sorry. I understand what he's talking about. You know, cause, and also, when you do 
do your art and you're constantly doing it and doing it and you feel you're growing and you're doing quality stuff. And then you see people who you feel maybe aren't even as good as you getting further along. And uh, cause there is like, there, there's no fairness to this game. That's another frustrating thing, you know? Well, I think it's the, it's the age old, like gremlin that everyone has of, am I enough? Like Nigel said, am I doing enough? Am I being enough? Am I worthy of continuing on to do this? And at the end of the day, if you have the confidence in the work that you're doing as an artist and the passion around still putting out music, that I think speaks volumes, even if you've been in the industry for 10 or 15 years, as to you truly are enough and, and you're worthy of being in the industry. It's just for whatever reason, whatever expectations you've set just haven't come to fruition yet. Yeah, I, I think that we, I mean, one of the reasons we started this podcast was we had this epiphany early on that it's like, you know, we've been at this for so many years and yet we're not going to stop. Our view is that this is the long game. I mean, this is what we do. I mean, we we act on our passions. And so as an artist or as a creative person or a writer I think that you need to be careful about your expectations as to what's going to be accomplished. I think you just do what you do. Yeah, but again, that's all great to say, but in reality, it's hard. Perfect example, my sister is is a lawyer, right? And she always just say to me, like, you know, what I tried to do with my career is hard. Like, because she knew if she just went to college, went to law school, took the bar, just follow those steps, that at the end of that road, if she just works hard, she will become a lawyer. It's a fact. With us, with artists, we could do all the right things, you know, become the best songwriters and the best, and still, at the end of the day, never get to any place where we can sustain ourselves financially doing that. So that's the frustration with this because there's so much other things involved than just being the artist. But so you, you, don't, be you a- don't believe that you're going to be an artist regardless of whether or not there's a financial oh, role, well, reward well, or not. But that's not, I guess, the question. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going to be an artist, but I think what we're what he's saying and I think what the question leaned towards was – being a successful artist, I guess that that's the question, you know. Yeah, but but, but successful by whose standard? That's that's what I'm trying to say. I uh, think it's. I think everyone has a success standard that they that they put on themselves that comes from outside influence. That it it's not that it's not realistic, but it may be that it's unrealistic to attain in the certain time frame you're putting on yourself. I think that's where a lot of people end up feeling as if they failed when in reality, if they would have just kept at it a little longer or, or done something a little bit differently, they would have just gotten there. Syphysis, right? That's the guy who keeps putting the rock, rock up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But another thing too, you, you know what the bar is too? And I'll date myself. I don't know who the new bar is, but the success bar has always been the Beatles. Everybody wants to be the Beatles. I don't care who you are. They want to be famous and rich and artistically, you know. That's a recipe for making yourself yeah, miserable for 15 or 20 years. <laughs> but, but that's who people want to be. They want to be either Elvis or the Beatles. And that's it. And, and those are the goals. So anyway. I, I don't know. In my experience, I think the people that – I always say this. It's like when I've worked with writers through the years – Real writers are going to write, you know, regardless of the circumstances, and they're going to write and they're going to write and they're going to write. They need to write in order to feel 
uh, centered or, or complete or some such thing. So, uh, and you know, I don't think that, um, you should let finances get in the way of your, your creativity. That's, that's just me. And then of course, there's always this old adage of people appear to be overnight sensations, but they've been in the business 15 years. Oh yeah. 20 years. You know, that was just, let, let's hear another answer from uh, another artist. I would say let's go with uh, Melanie Moraney's. Uh, she kind of had an answer that I think would would blend really well with what we've been talking about. Um, and then we'll kind of get into that and then also listen to one of her singles. She has that great organization, Women Crush It Wednesdays, right? She does. She does. Melanie and Krista run the Women Crush It Wednesdays. Um, obviously, before COVID, it was at Live Oak in Nashville. Now they're doing live streams, which have been awesome. Um, and each week, they feature a handful of female artists within the Nashville community that they just want to uplift and allow them a platform to perform. We've partnered with them a couple of times just with um, what we've been able to do. Um, and both Krista and Melanie have done past Bantwango campaigns with us. So let's remind everybody what the question is again. What's what's the question of the week? Hold oh, on. What's here we go. Of, excuse me. What again is the question of the week? Okay. What has the question of the week is what has been your biggest challenge in your music career so far? Let's hear what Melanie had to say. I think that my biggest challenge definitely has been budgets. I don't come from an extremely well-off family. Uh, we got by for sure, but music industry requires you to spend money on everything from studio time to PR to video. Basically, everything that you need to make your quote-unquote artist package complete. And I think just as somebody who's done multiple jobs like waitressing and bartending, it's oftentimes a big struggle to save up just for one particular project that you're working on at the time. And uh, I think that's where companies like Bantwango really help in basically pairing you up with investors or engaging your fan base uh, to basically be a part of what you're doing and help you. And so I would say that that's probably my biggest struggle when it comes to uh, music challenges and uh, just getting everything together really for whatever you're trying to do at the moment. There you go. It's about the money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can actually empathize with that from, from a budgetary standpoint. I mean, I, well, get, sure, there, I get that totally. Because there are a lot of artists, again, who maybe aren't in it for the money, but still have a lot of things they want to do and don't have the finance to be able to do it, to even get their art out there, you know? So well, and the, that could be frustrating as well. It absolutely is 100% frustrating, especially when money is the common denominator to make things happen when you don't have a label or an investor or a financier to back you. Um, and the reason that I wanted to do Melanie's right after Nigel's is because they both kind of feed off of each other. Nigel kind of talks about his biggest challenge being the question of, am I doing enough? Why am I not getting ahead in what I'm, where I'm going? And Melanie talks about, you know, the fact that it also takes money to get where you're, where you're going and kind of create that artist package that Nigel alluded to you. And I think these things are just relatable for people to understand that they may also be going through these things, but a lot of artists are at that point and there are resources out there to potentially help them if they only take the chance to look and see and figure out what's going to work for them. How about we play a tune by Melody yes. and uh, and then you know continue this conversation on the other side? Absolutely. So right now we're going to play for you Sober You by Melanie Moraney. Listen to it and we'll see you guys on the flip side. 
We obviously love Melanie um, and are grateful that she was able to answer that question for us. She did this great thing. I work with this organization called the Songs of Love Foundation, and she did this great PSA for them, for me. I asked her and she, you know, she's a wonderful person. So I I like Melanie a lot. I liked liked her comment about uh, saving for the finances needed to continue to do your thing. The uh, dreaded day job that, you know, is the bane of everyone's existence. I think that's just part of the uh, the lifestyle. I mean, we, we all have to do jobs that support our uh, creative habit, if you will. 
there are, there are a lot of artists, they get to a point in their career where they refuse to do that. They're either going to make it or break it based on the amount of money they're able to drive in with their music. And that might not be the best approach. I guess like anything else, approaches are different from you know, act to act, artist to artist, person to person. Everyone's their own unique story about it, you know? But um, you know what? Our next featured artist for next week is going to be this band called Calm out of the UK. We'll play some of their music next week. But we asked Adam James, uh, I think he's the lead singer of, of, of Calm, you know, what he thought about the question. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Which the question of the week is what, Carl? <laughs> well, I, you, I, I say the question of the week... <laughs> You read the question. Well, I just wanted the song to come on. But again, to remind our audience, the question of the week that we asked audiences, what has been your biggest challenge in your music career so far? Let's hear what Adam had to say. Hi, it's Adam from Calm. Um, I would say the biggest challenge for us in pursuing our music career has probably been being satisfied with what we create. We produce all the tracks ourselves, so it can be really hard to get an objective view of how things sound because we created it. Um, and I'd say that's the biggest challenge, actually being satisfied. Yeah. That's it. That's Adam. That's actually my favorite of the responses because um, there's there seems to be kind of, I think it's insightful that we know we're inside this, we're creating it, and uh, we need an objective ear or an objective opinion as to the sound of the band, well, so the good news is I think that band's terrific. So uh, right. I think they're doing a lot of great work. And I think their sound, if you will, kind of cliche to say, but uh, I think their sound is uh, I'll tell you about right the, on point. That objective thing, I got to tell you one of my silly stories. It's my friend Jeff Workman again, who was uh, an engineer for uh, Roy Thomas Baker. And not only did he engineer all of Queen's first records, but he um, he was on holiday one week and they were supposed to do Nona Hendrix. She's back from the 80s. And Nona Hendrix couldn't get to England because she couldn't get the work visa, so her band couldn't get over there. So Electra LA said, well, we got this new band that we can squeeze because they got two weeks, they got the studio booked. They couldn't like waste that studio time. So they said, well, we have this new band we just signed out of LA, out of Boston actually, and maybe we'll send them to you and you can record them. Turned out it was the cars, right? So the cars go over to England, you know, in in 79, I think it was, 80. You know, they record this album in about two weeks. So when they were done, they had UK Electra come to the listening party. You know, they were signed out of LA, you know. So UK London comes to the listening party. Here they hear this new record from this new act from America on Electra. They're playing the record. I don't mind you coming here, wasting all my time, times, all this. And they're going, what is this? this <laughs> right. They were like, this is horrible. It was and, pretty, and, pretty radical back in the day. And, 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 then, and remember Jeff and Roy Thomas after the show going, is this record was a waste? Is this horrible? They thought their, their career was over. It's just so amazing. I think the Cars is probably one of the, the quintessential 80s new wave bands ever. I actually have a Cars story. So if I can tell it quickly. Go ahead. Uh, I've never discussed it publicly, but uh, it was really one of the more traumatic things that happened to me in my sordid career. So I was um, seeking affiliates for the performing rights organization that I worked for. And 
at the time there was a, you know, we were targeting some people that had, you know, really successful, recognizable catalogs. And so I got the actual contact information for Ben Orr, who was right, the, the bass singer. player and the, and the lead singer for the Cars. And I was always a fan. So I reached out to the management. Things were going well and we were having talks. And unbeknownst to them, I really didn't have very much money to put on the table as far as an advance was concerned. And so I finally, you know, I, I strung it out as long as I could before I had to give them this rather embarrassing figure that would amount to the advance. And I was speaking with the manager one afternoon and he said, so exactly what kind of advance are we talking about here? And I gave him the figure and there was silence on the other end of the phone. And he, through his teeth, basically said to me on the other end of the phone, we spend more money than that at lunch. And click, he hangs up the phone on me. So I never got to work with Ben Orr. Right. But again, he wasn't the guy, really. It was Bricker Kasich that wrote the song, so. Yeah, but, but he was a, he was actually an amazing front man, you know. He was really cool. Yeah, he, died, I, he, he died young, man. He yeah, was yeah, he yeah, had health problems, so, but. Uh, well, to get, we hear, I was going to say, ahead. to get back on the band of what Adam talked about with objectivity and not necessarily knowing if they're satisfied with what they create. Um, I think that that's probably true for most artists if they're not able to detach themselves from being so close to the projects they're working on. Detachment is like a skill that you that you really have to work at in order to figure out if it's truly something that's worthwhile to put out or if you're only really liking it because you created it. You know, I, this is funny. I, I, did, I remember talking about this with Scott years ago, Scott Baggett. And uh, being an artist, I've made a bunch of, of, of records or whatever. Hashtag Scott Baggett. Right. <laughs> I've made a bunch of records. And basically the, the, the thing we've talked about is like, you know when your record is done? When you hate it, <laughs> because you're so sick of it, because it's like enough of this record. That's what it's mixed. I I can't hear it again because you lose all objectivity. But I finished that that gray record, coming back on the plane to New York. I didn't, didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to play it. I, I I had to put it in the drawer for like you know a couple of weeks before I could even listen. To I it was again. so excited about it. I I I, I probably listened to it. 20 times in the first few weeks. I'm, I know that that's how you felt it. So, yeah, after like, I so anyway, while we're going, let's, uh, let's hear what uh, maybe April, another great artist that I love that has done a band campaign. Let's see what they have to say. Want to do that? Yeah. Um, I think that one of the biggest challenges um, in our, in pursuing our career is that there's not really just one direction. There's not one path that you can take. There are so many different ways to become an artist and to, to be successful and uh, so many different avenues to take, you know, do you stay in town and network or do you go out on the road and, and gain fans? You know, every person you talk to is going to have a different idea of what it is that makes, makes you successful or helps you to get there. And um, that can be really difficult not knowing which direction to take because there are so many different ways to do it. Yeah, definitely. And also, um, you just have to wear so many different hats, which has been tough. Um, you know, it's not just on stage or just writing the songs, you know, we've had to plan out our tours and where we're going to sleep and how to get from point A to point B and, um, you know, be social media managers and kind of all the different things that you don't originally think about when you want to, you know, be on stage singing mm -hmm. songs. So, yeah. um, that's, 
definitely been a challenge too to kind of balance all of those things at the same time. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, you know, it's funny. That's kind of what we were talking about on our webinar last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the label about, life, yeah. About how you have to be everything now. You're not just uh, the artist. You're like the road manager. You're the social media guy. You're the, you know, the... Yeah, if you have a label relationship, it's funny, you know, you're fighting to get more control of all those things. And then if you don't have a label relationship, you are basically put upon to to get all those things done and, and wear all those hats so six one half dozen the other and you have to do all of those things in order to like create that label package we were talking about in order for the label to even to, look yeah. at you what i really liked about what um elena said because i'm pretty sure elena was the first one to talk and katie was the second was not just that there are so many paths to take but that everyone has an opinion and idea about which path you should be going on and not knowing which one to follow. To me, that just speaks volumes of like all of the different things that you can do. But at the same time, you can, if you listen to one person, is it the right person's idea to do this and will it actually be successful? Um, I think it's always going to be a challenge of musicians because everyone always has their own opinion about certain things. I I would agree with that. And I think that the advice that everybody needs is take all paths, right? But you do get into this dilemma of having too many voices, too many cooks in the kitchen, that kind of thing. Well, you got to trust your gut, basically. Listen exactly. to people, but but go with your gut. You know, don't let people sway, you know. Well, I think too, it's also don't be afraid to like go against the grain of what you see maybe like your group of musician friends doing too. Because what Carl, we've talked about before is this hamster wheel that artists can get on because all of their friends are doing the same thing. So they'll just do it too. And in order to get out of that, you have to be the one to say, okay, well, this is not working for me right now. I think I need to be doing this and kind of having that confidence to break away from what the norm is because it's going to be uncomfortable and there's going to be a lot of unknown around it, but it could be the right avenue for you to take. So it's just, it's all about confidence. But there's like getting back to what Greg was saying or disagreeing to some degree, there has to be still some growth. You're so (laughs) polite when you disagree with Nicole. (laughs) But, but there has to be some growth, you know, like, and, and, and if you're doing the same thing, like you said, that hamster wheel over and over again for months and months, and there's no growth at all, then maybe you got to change things up a little bit. You're sure you're not going to be, you know, from like zero to 60 or be a, a rock star and, and have a multi-platinum album in, in six months or else I'm going to quit. But there should be some kind of steady something happening, momentum, and, and you build on it and you grow with it and you move along and have a strategy and and don't just what I call feather dust. A lot of artists feather dust, meaning they just wipe the dust around, but they really don't get anything done. You know, you got to like, you know, work hard, but work smart, you well, know? And I think a good thing to, to bring everything back to when you're looking at what you're doing um, and Greg, kind of like what you said, when you like just go like do all of the paths, like take all of them. Um, right. It's also seeing how much return are you getting? How much money are you pulling in? And I think that's not something artists maybe think about in terms of growth. A lot of the times it's how many followers do I have and how many shows do I have booked and um, how much merch do I actually have and do I need more? But if they can tie it back to a dollar amount, I think that's the growth. Some things might not always be cost effective, mm-hmm. but is this getting me from A to point B somehow? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, if I had all the money I spent on cassette tapes, I'd probably, that'd be about 50, 60,000 bucks in the bank. <laughs> you know? 
over the, over the years. You know, just that. You know, never mind what other stu- guitar strings. Forget it. I, th- I think to a large degree, um, what artists and 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 what writers um, perceive their careers to be has has a lot to do with it. You know, because. Because I mean, everybody wants to be the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> or Elvis. We can't forget Elvis. Or Elvis. Or so great Elvis, but I think that, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's Carl, you always accuse me of being a glass half empty guy, you know. But I think that if you're taking all those paths and if you're working hard, like um, Nigel said, I mean, and if you're doing all those things, I mean, you, maybe you should gauge how busy you are as a certain measure of success. I mean, for me, it would be depressing if I if I didn't have anything going on. And I don't think that there are going to be monetary gains initially. And so I would just accept the idea that I'm going to have to work my butt off for a long, long time. But if I'm made to do this, if I... It, if it's if it's in my DNA that I'm going to be an artist or I'm going to be a writer or I'm going to be a painter or I'm going to be a performance artist, if if that's in my DNA, then you really your perspective should be I'm getting to do what it is I was well, well, put well, on the planet to do. Well, so, like you see, for me, you know the 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 test for me is I don't I've, think I've, patience plays into it. In other words, I've, I've, I've said this about myself. I've asked myself this question and you can ask yourself this. Let's say there was no chance of fame and there's no money in it. Would you still be doing it? And I think the right answer is yes, you would if, still if, be if doing you're it. Tr- if, well, yeah, for me, I still am, you know, I still, the guitar is still my favorite thing in the world, you know, and but all my whole life, you know, it's been my one most constant relationship i still pick up that piece of wood i've known it since i was eight years old and it's been my best friend you know still i could pick it up and it makes me happy and i love it so it's like yeah it's it's wonderful That's what this is all about this is going to be what i'll be doing each week we have a different question so if you want to out there participate just go to 9420.com you know email us at info at 9420.com with a question or if you want to answer a question uh how do we go about this nicole what do we tell them you guys just email us at info at 9420.com and let us know that you would like to answer a question and we'll let you know what question is happening that week and then how to go about answering it for us so we're able or to, if you to have record a, it. if you have a question you want to hear the answers to, you mm-hmm. know, because not only are we going to ask artists, like we're going to have some other people come up, uh, some music industry people. So basically, if you want to participate in the, what is it? It's the, uh, or the question of the week. What do they got to do? Well, let's do it again. If they want to be part of the... Question of the week. What do they got to do? All they have to do is email info at 9420.com and either let us know that you want to participate or let us know what question you would like answered. And we'll be able to highlight those throughout the podcast as we keep continue to record these. Yeah. And if, you, if you're out there, subscribe to the podcast because it's going to get better and better as we, as we grow. Yep. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly the expectation this week. Oh, well, I, think I think it will. Right off the bat, I think adding this new, this new feature one last time. What is this new feature we have going? It's the question of the week. You know what? Frustrated game show host. (laughs) Carl, you're the Wink Martindale of... um... (laughs) Of podcast. And you know what I found out too about podcast? Everyone's saying this new podcast. All these podcasts are like... 
radio shows, which which have been been around since the forties. So yeah, there's nothing new about word. In, there's, in the there's nothing, podcasting industry. But there's nothing new about this. I'm sorry. That's all this is. Wait, wait, they, they, people don't like being compared to that? I think that um, podcasters believe they have a lot more autonomy than um, a traditional broadcaster. Maybe they, in their minds they do. But I think in reality, now because they're getting sponsors and doing commercials and everything else. So it's, it's, I think it's becoming everything else. You know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. That could be a yeah, whole other episode. Well, thanks everyone for listening to us this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode and get excited for what's to come with the 9420 podcast. For more information about this episode and links to everything that we've talked about, the artists and whatnot, go to 9420.com and click on the episode link for this. And like Carl said, make sure that you subscribe because it is only going to get better from here on out. We'll talk to you all next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.